Welcome back to There Will Be Analysis. I'm Steve, the operator. I'm Josh Johan. Omega level. Omega level. Omega level. Omega level. Omega level. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about The Night Comes For Us. So this movie came out last year uh, on Netflix. I don't think it had like a theatrical release or anything. I think it's just a Netflix original. I believe so. Uh, and starring, that's our review. And that's our review. That's basically all we got to say. Tune in next week. Uh, yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Pay your $14 uh, a month and go watch this. <laughs> it stars a few familiar faces if you are familiar with The Raid. <laughs> if you are familiar with The Raid and The Raid 2, both excellent movies. Excellent. And Marantau. And Marantau. And Headshot. But we're not going to get into that. This is The Night Comes For Us. Stop backtracking, Steve. Jeez. Okay. There's order and there will be analysis, okay? What mainly drew my attention to this was it had Iko Awas, who I absolutely love from The Raids, Marantau, Headshot. Uh, oh my literally god. all I even needed to be told to watch this movie. Like, hey, Iko's in it. Okay, cool. And he's a villain in this. And he's a mm -hmm. hero. You know, he's the protagonist in the raids. Uh, and they also have Joe Tamlin. I believe I'm saying his name right. He's Ito. He is the lead in this movie. Excellent job. Yes, very good performance in his part. Uh, you said he was also in the raid, but I think he was. A he was in the first part. raid. He was like a part of the SWAT team that was yeah. infiltrating the building. He, he wasn't probably, a big. He part. probably got massacred. I can't remember. There's a lot of death. <laughs> he survived most of it <laughs> <laughs> until the end. You know, uh, but just from the jump, it has a pretty good uh, storytelling. You know, it's kind of building you up from the. Like, you see on a beach, a village slaughtered and this little girl just sitting on there as her, I guess I'm assuming her family members are just destroyed. It takes a village to raise a child, and this village just got massacred. <laughs> like, that's just from the jump, and you see these men aiming their guns at this little girl. Like, they got to clean it up. You know, they kill everybody there. I don't know why they're there. It's because uh, this, this little village or whatever was stealing drugs from the triad, mm -hmm. which they give you that little story just on, like, a little text page on the front for all the backstory the triad yeah. is basically just like this i guess like a mafia or yakuza-esque like organization that just like transfers drugs across this little city and uh, i guess they were like a distributor this village was and i guess they were keeping some for themselves either to use or just make their own little profit and obviously the triad did not take that kindly no the six c's is what they're called they're a very very powerful group of people yep they're the, like basically the uh, assassins for the triad Yep, and uh, since I'm an idiot and said I don't know how that happened, I do know. I just completely forgot about the big, the two black screens telling you why we're here, what's happening, they're drug lords, and All go. the story you will need, now just watch a bunch of people die. <laughs> yeah, and basically just watch a bunch of people die. Uh, and it's pretty cool because they have this thing, Ito dealing with his stuff, you know. They show him at the beginning, you're like, okay, he's the, he's the lead guy. Ito's the main guy. He's aiming his guns at the people, and you just hear... Pan out, shows the island, and gunfire. That's all you see. And after the beat scene, which was uh, shot pretty well, mm -hmm. uh, cuts to uh, Ito in somebody's apartment as uh, he finally walks into a room with uh, a lady in there and he just collapses. And it turns out they, they've had history. Uh, I believe that she was his ex-girlfriend, now dating one of his, I guess, friends. Yep. And they, he's just asking her to help hide this little girl for some reason. And in and the movie, they don't really give you a, they don't tell you like, a good we bit. We thought you were dead. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't really tell you about him being the ex-girlfriend. That's not really something they say in the movie itself. Yeah, like, that's never right up. I think either pick up on or just read on Wikipedia. Yeah, cuz if you look up, they tell you, "Hey, it's his ex-girlfriend and that's why he's here." Somebody that he can trust, you know, cuz he's a 6C. He's a part of this triad and he apparently betrayed the triad to save a little girl. That's not something you do. No, it's not. After there's all no, the stuff there's he's done. There's no leaving a crime organization, like, at least alive or in one piece. Yeah, there's always some sort of initiation of, like, you get beat in, you get beat out. 
but in this case, you get killed out. There's no, yes. there's no escape. Like you know too much. Going into that scene, I thought that was pretty cool. In that, and in that moment, Shinta did a really good job acting. I thought she carried oh, that scene yeah. really well. In the bathroom scene, like how emotional that was, she did a really good job. Like you just keep doing this. You keep doing this. Yeah, she's not prevalent throughout the film at all, but Shinta uh, actually has a really great performance. I agree with that. She did a really good job. It's just hard, man. Ito does just a really fantastic job. Seeing this movie really makes me interested in seeing his other films that he is a protagonist in. Oh, yeah, he, he kills it. And his choreography. Literally and really, figuratively. Mm-hmm, literally and figuratively. The amount of arms. Mostly literally. The amount of arms broken in this movie. Uh, yes, yeah, so I remember texting you just 40 minutes in. I was like, yeah, this this movie shouldn't even be called The Night Comes First. It should just be called I Hate Arms. I mean, I hate the human body. Even <laughs> Arian's introduction was awesome. He's talking to this dude, and that guy's basically giving him the run around. Like, you're not going to get what you want out of this. Yeah, apparently he's like the owner of a club for the triad, and uh, this dude's just manhandling one of his waitresses and just calling her uh, just rude derogatory terms and just said she came and pour a glass of wine correctly. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll give you the best bottle on the house. Hmm. And he gives it to him. <laughs> just wipes out like six of this dude's henchmen and just breaks a wine glass into this dude's mouth. Oh, just, awesome like, scene too. Like, Look at me. And there's a theme that goes on as you watch this is that Eko Awas Arian's character loves to to pop out knees, likes to break knees. He's a, he's a leg man. I mean, don't get me wrong. He does his fair share of, you know, stabs and kicks and breaks, but he's a, he's a leg man. And that whole sequence, kicking in between, grabbing people's arms, breaking that dude's leg, twisting that one, and they're all dropping. It's one dude versus, I think, 10 people in that room. At some point, it's more. <laughs> At some point, they, there's just, that's what's great about most of these movies that they're involved with, stuff like this, because this had no attachment to the raid whatsoever. But they always have an absurd amount of people when it comes to fighting. Like, you'll be like, oh, like, there's like four people. Okay, now he's fighting 25 people. All right, now there's 50 people out of nowhere. So you're all going <laughs> to die by the hands of a six C's. Oh, man. That's, we'll, we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. Uh, and it's brutal. What it lacks in choreography, oh which God. it's still stellar. There are moments in this that are like, wow, the segue into those fights are genius. A little, like, off topic, but, like, I love how every fight scene just has, like, such an 80s, like, synth music vibe. Oh, the it score. Just reminds me so much of, like, Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just... Also, just a video game where just one man just goes on a massacre. <laughs> yeah, so this is basically Hotline Miami in in real life. In but live without action. animal mask. <laughs> without animal mask. They don't give you powers. They're just, you know. My so, God, if the, the director, he should do a Hotline Miami movie. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. That would be really awesome. Yeah, I don't know, like, where you see the lights going on this, but, like, during some of these, like, fight sequences, too, like, there'll be, like, color changes in the background, like, off the wall, whatever, like, fades from, like, yellow to blue to red or whatever. It's, yeah, like, dude. also very, like, 80s vibe. Production design in this was really stellar. I thought where oh, most yeah. of their uh, set locations and where they chose to fight was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And there's something in this uh, that you don't usually see is that people go back to a previously fought area. Like when they went to a certain hallway scene, had an awesome fight going through that whole thing between Ito and uh, some and people. And you can see the previous carnage. And you can see the previous ago. carnage. And then it cuts to this female called the operator, who they don't call her the operator. She's just listed as the operator. Another little plot hole, I suppose. They Kinda just don't like Hammer Girl and Baseball Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was Hammer Girl if you've ever seen the raids. But she is a BA, you know. She, she she's that's kicking a lot of ass for it. <laughs> yeah, she she kicks a lot of ass. She operates and she's, on people, man. Yeah, and she finds Ito at one point because she's told that her job is to either kill all the C's yeah, or kill a six C's. It's really it's kind of confusing on that aspect, but you kind of get like she's not the bad guy. She's the good guy. She finds Ito, and she's of course sees this little girl, and she's kind of giving him this nice little interrogation. Has a gun pointed to him the whole time, and yeah, she, after she uh, like suplexed him through a freaking like bathroom sink or something oh yeah yep 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 
Also a little nice little quick. I like that because they'll be in the middle of a pretty serious conversation multiple times throughout this film and cut to a, a fight. Like mm-hmm. the camera work in this, seriously, so excellent. excellent. I mean, there's a point where Ito goes into an, a big warehouse by himself with first glance looked like 30 plus people, easily, easily 30 plus people. He's limping. He's already been through so much. <laughs> getting to this point in the film shows no lack of confidence no lack of confidence at all walks in they're like immediately they're like hey you have a death wish you have a death wish and he looks around the room and he says you know who i am and you will die by the hand of a six c's like and they all kind of like if he you look closely out 30 plus yeah, people <laughs> they were the first five people they did like a step back before the fight even happened they're like oh, okay okay this is about to happen and during that fight this is where i was touching on the camera work when he gets him onto a pool table and he starts beating him down with like uh, pool balls and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. But how the camera will be changed, focused on them and goes with the hit. The ball they going back to like his face. They also have a few transitions that I think are so incredibly smooth where like he'll pick someone up and like some sort of grapple and as he's like throwing them somewhere or like mm-hmm. transitioning to a different, like dropping them on their knee, it'll cut and it'll still like be, just be so incredibly smooth and I feel like it helps like you feel the impacts more sometimes because oh, of that. Yep. I also love like, I think it's in Fatih's apartment. The triad sending some sort of hitchman. It's like when you first see Elena and Alma. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on their way to fight them. You have like white boy Bobby in there and stuff. Yeah, they have like a a camera angle where you see like outside of the window and you see the fight going inside. And they clearly like I guess they had to like hand the camera to someone inside. It's such a smooth transition. It's like shaky, but it's still like it feels smooth and natural. Yeah, it still feels really smooth. And if you're not familiar with Fatih, that is uh, they have a couple flashbacks during this movie to kind of get, build the relationship between. Ito and uh, Arian, mm-hmm. and they show that they joined in at the same time. Ito's a 6C. Arian's not, but he is a part of the he's triad. He's still part of the triad. He's just looking for that promotion. And he's looking for that promotion, and as the course of the film goes on, you have Ito falling away from the 6Cs, kind of giving up his spot but because he, he quit, and Arian's basically f- going to fill that spot. There's a, the main 6Cs, Chen Wu, I'm Chen assuming Wu, is the yeah. head of the 6Cs, the if not like at least been around the at longest. At least a part of it. He's probably yeah. like, yeah, probably the longest He mentions like, what spot do you think you're trying to fill? And going back to Fatty, uh, you know, you have that relationship built because they used to work together, and him, white boy Bobby, and now Fatty is with Shinta, and they're kind of staying at their place. They have the cousin, white boy Bobby, going in there, and they're trying to get back in there. And Ito sees white boy Bobby. Apparently, they had a falling out. He never really liked him. He calls him a junkie. You know, yeah. he's missing a foot. It's safe to assume that he lost it due to heroin usage or any drug usage. I'm not sure. That's not really specified. They build the relationships pretty well. They just don't give you certain details that it leaves you kind of like question mark. Like, what's what does this have mm-hmm. to do with anything? But really, it's the fighting that you're really watching this movie for. I mean, solid storytelling. The acting is great. I mean, Ito does great. Arian does great. Shinto Why for Bobby, the small... Like, for the small amount of time that he was on screen, like, I know a lot of people that have watched this movie that are, like, were really attached to his character, even though he does not seem like a very trustworthy person at all. Not at all, but it's what he's willing to do to save those people. Because for me, Bobby gave the second best performance, in my opinion. As crazy as that sounds, yeah, I know Arian I, was strong. Ito's my number one in that. I just for that little bit of segment, I was like, damn, he's doing really good. The mannerisms, the movements and stuff. Yeah, that dude definitely looks uh, like he's been on stuff. And we can touch on the best white boy Bobby moment is when they're leaving the house. They're leaving the little safe haven that they were at with uh, Fatih. He leaves with Sen- uh, Sen- Shinta. Shinta with him, yeah. Yep. They're going to an elevator, and he they start walking, and they he kind of turns around and sees a guy walk into the door they just left. But as soon as he looks at him, that dude stops and walks away. Oh, yeah, before they get on the elevator. Yeah, before they get on the elevator, he walks away, so they're kind of walking weird. They go into the elevator. 
take the floor down to ground level and they you see, see the sign that he's going to wear like right when they get on the elevator. So a little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, that like, is cool. Uh, for like two minutes. That is cool. It's a little wet floor sign, which who knows what that thing is made out of. Apparently just something something bulletproof. Man, I didn't even catch that until you, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they go down to ground level. They see all these gang members like, coming in. They don't even again, hesitate. Yet again, 30 plus people. Yeah, 30 like, plus people. with like machetes and hand axes. But if I were, even if you're a gang member, you would think that you would tell those two people to get lost on the elevator. Yes, I found that a little bit of questionable, but I mean, it's also just like, they got a bunch of weapons, who cares? Yeah, true, what are you going to do, whatever, but... but uh, his little moment where he's just like, okay, we're done, girl, be gone, I'm done with you, bye-bye. Yeah, leave, I want nothing to do with you. Great, that was a great play on his part. And immediately, he like, he started breathing deep and just like, okay. Dude looks excited to kill some people. Oh my gosh, yeah, the bloodlust. And then ensues an awesome intricate fight scene thought it was a little weird at first because like he walks in grabs that wet floor sign that we were talking about foreshadowing that he's going to use it he comes in talking this this mess like i'm white boy bobby you know like, oh you guys have never heard of me you have never heard of me and they're just all looking at him like what is this dude so with shoot no me, weapons shoot me. yeah shoot me unloaded on him just all center mass, apparently. Yeah, and as soon as that happens, obviously Fatih that's being held captive just snapped. That's all he needed, that motivation of like, oh my gosh, I'm watching my friend die right here. Snaps, awesome fight scene kicks in. They dismantle those few people, and of course, white boy Bobby survives. White boy Bobby is apparently alive and well. He and did get shot, at least they did that. cave someone's head in. And that's when I realized that Bobby's broken. Like he 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 was talking about Ito in another flashback scene, how he's hungry for blood. Like you you uh get off on murder. Yeah, like, he's like at least I don't get high off murder. He's like, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Like put you up against the wall and almost kill you right here. Uh, but Bobby, I mean, he's smashing that dude's head in. I mean, you just see skull and just brain matter yeah, everywhere. Yeah, going with the gore of this movie, it's a little over the top. But it's like for the most part, it's pretty realistic. I would say it's so. Not, it's not like. I mean, there's Tarantino-esque a moment Tarantino-esque where you just like someone punctures an artery and it's just like a water hose. But like, there, I mean, there are a few moments like that, but that's still like kind of realistic. Bobby survived. I was like, sweet, sweet, heck yeah! But of course, that fight was not over. Yep, because in comes the introduction of Elena and Alma. Well, or just Elena and Alma. I was about to say just Alma at that point. She was in that building, but she was not at that moment because they go to the door and they fight like another like fifteen people. By yeah, themselves. They had a one ridiculous moment where like they all kick in his apartment and like Fatih's holding a table against the wall. It's like ten people with like machetes are trying to reach. See, out. And that's one of my complaints too, is like this choreography was excellent. It was pretty well done for the whole grand scope of the movie. But there are moments where it's like you kind of see them waiting for the next thing yeah, to happen. Like, and that was one of the is. scenes. Awesome camera angle above the head. But then you see a dude just kind of like stuttering there and then boom, boom. And like it was just a poor spin move they or something the same like moment that. where like people are just slowly entering the apartment. You see like 10 people outside just waiting their turn to walk in. Yeah. But yeah. it's a little goofy. But I mean, it's not, it's it's not, not going to take, you, to, out like, take yeah. you out of the movie. It's not going to take you out of it. It's just something that after watching so many of these type of movies, you kind of see yeah. those things happen. You're like, oh, that could have been smoother. And that's why I appreciate Ito and uh, Arian's. Uh, work in this is that they actually look like they're putting force into their ki- their punches and their kicks. Even if they don't look hard, they still look like they connect and it does really flow really well. Yeah, that's always a questionable thing in martial arts movies. Like, there's dudes surrounded by 20 people, why don't they all attack them at once? Well, sometimes you have movies like this where like, this dude's just dispatching them like before they can all surround him. <laughs> yeah, like it's quick enough to grab that dude's arm. And I'm, I'm really like that too when they show the fights where he like maybe has his arm taken by one dude, but he's able to actually use that dude's body. Mm-hmm. as like a deflection or maybe like spin him if into something and they do a really good job of that especially when Ito's fight uh towards the end where he gets his arm taken and actually looked more natural it didn't look like 
oh, these three people should be able to dismantle him. No, it's like Ito is just uh, above and beyond what these guys are at. Like the only person in this movie that really competes is Arian. And honestly, the operator. Oh, the, uh, yeah, because she did beat his ass. Yeah, she did. I mean, she put him in his place. She was supposed to kill him, but he promises her that it's like, you're still going to accomplish your mission. The Sixties will die tonight if you just help me help this girl. You know you can't save her. And he's like, no, this wasn't just about saving her. This was about saving myself. Oh, yeah. So he's finally realizing, I mean, I he's been in the Sixties for three years, or at mm-hmm. least the triad. I don't know how long he's been a member like of the top echelon. But he's been in the triad for three years. Which I assume in that amount of time, he's probably he says he's seen countless massacres. So I mean, we just saw what happened in like two nights yeah. or a <laughs> night. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but we see a little glimpse of the operator, uh, who's actually protecting the girl. And Elena and Alma walk into this little area. One of the best fights in movie history. Now you know why Razor Wire is probably not the best weapon to use. He's wrapping it around her blade, and they keep like going back and forth. And there's one point, it's like she tries to make a stab for uh, the blonde lady's face, and just gets stopped because it's caught in the razor wire. And like she just looks terrified for a oh moment. My God. The only the only fear you really see like her display, which is so great. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole sequence between the razor, the blade, and the razor wire, like going in and out, it's kind of like the uh, those little trick balls on the wires. You know what I'm saying? How you like yeah, rotate yeah. each one? It's like the blade was the ball, and it was going between the wires. I thought that was really mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, until you start seeing a uh, razor wire lady like start to lose confidence as it's like wrapped around her neck, and then I think they kind of like somewhat hinted at this before because I think when Ito is fighting someone in that apartment, he kicks the air conditioner pretty hard, and it like goes out the window. Oh, a little bit. he does. Yeah. No, no, she kicked Ito into the air. That's what that yeah, fight happened. Yeah, yeah. It was she that same apartment. It, yeah. The operator kicked him. Ito into that air conditioner, so that kind of so like knocks it, it, yeah, it, it up. up for this kill, where yep. she um, still has it like somewhat caught around her blade. She wraps the other end around the air conditioner and oh throws it out the God. window. <laughs> and uh, I'm guessing you oh, find out what man. happens. Like she starts to struggle, but like it's there's already no point. Yeah, she there's has no gloves point. that can stop that, but not not the yeah, fingers not, not and the fully pressure. fingered gloves. It's brilliant thinking on her part. <laughs> like no saying. no steel tips or anything. Like I would definitely have full gloves that are like okay, this can't cut through. And then so pursues. Uh, or follows with the fight between blonde lady and operator, which is just so dope. Oh man! Yet dude. again, like you got that like slow bass, like eighty synth vibe in the background. Seriously, the score carried—I mean, carried some of this lack of choreography. But in this scene sp- particular, there is no lack of choreography. This you no. can tell they spent so much time on this fight scene. Like, well, yeah, it is like one of the covers that you'll see on Netflix is like them in uh, against that like little like oh they did show that like the bright yellow as like she has like the machete or whatever Mm -hmm. it looks really cool and they're having their back and forth they're fighting you know operators outdoing her but then they get to uh, the hallway scene where this is the scene i was talking about where they go back to a previous fight scene and they're fighting through all this stuff she happens to clip her finger during a nice little samurai type moment god is so awesome she ducks down and swings like medium as like the uh blonde lady swings high Mm -hmm. and she's ducking does a pan to both them to the side she looks at her hand starts wiggling both her fingers until she gets like i think it was the ring one where i think um, yeah i think it was the ring it doesn't wiggle rips her own finger off did she i don't even think she wins she didn't win at all yeah rips her own finger off and then we get from the blonde lady a, a little smile like i'm so confident <laughs> i got a finger but that's when she kind of spits up a little blood looks down and her guts are hanging out didn't stop her, though. Didn't stop her. She did try to she do it. She lasted an... approximately 30 more seconds. <laughs> 30 more seconds until she got Sparta kicked down the stairs. Yeah, she gets, yeah, well, Sparta kicked as the final blow, but she, like, does some, like, smooth little, like, swipes, stabs her in the forearm, drags that all the way down oh, to the Oh, man, wrist, you're right. That was so incredibly brutal. We've also come to the assumption that whoever made this movie, uh, Yino or Yemo, uh, hates arms. 
They just hate the body in general. They're, but but specifically <laughs> the arms, arms, man. I mean, there are so many arms broken, stabbed, doesn't matter. Ito, the inevitable matchup to Arian. Yeah, which Arian, With their, I guess, knows where Ito's heading for their little final match. There's a sniper in a window. He incapacitates her so that way he can have his little final fight. <laughs> Yet again, portraying his own people. Betraying his own people just to end up getting the final kill doesn't make sense to me. No. But. He wanted if he, if his friend's gonna die, it's gonna die by his hands. Is what I took it as. Like, yeah, that's one of the things. He tr- it seems like he tries to talk him out of like what he's doing for a little bit mm-hmm. before they just start fighting. Absolutely. Which is this is probably my favorite fight in any movie, like ever now. Uh, the last fight between yes. Eko and Arian. Yes. Uh, I think it was well placed and the and the the acting in it. You know what I mean? Because I still think there are two fights in the raid that are just leaps and bounds better than anything I've ever seen in my life. But they don't have. Not, and it's not a knock by any means. It's not. They don't have a strong acting in that moment, per se. There is strong acting in the movies, like especially Raid 2. Uh, but during into those fights, they don't really have those dialogue moves. It's like, boom, here's an awesome fight. And in this, you get to see Ito and Arian have these little back and forth of like, why are you doing this? While Ito is absolutely exhausted. Mm-hmm. And Arian has like had one big battle, and that was like earlier in the movie. Like Other than that, he's killed two more people, been yeah. rested. Until Ito starts making his... So he... Until he gets his second win and starts making a comeback, there's no music playing. Arian's beating up Ito. Yes. Yeah, it's very somber. Arian has this thing where he like he likes to like knock people's knees out the way and take out people's legs, and Ito or yeah, Ito uh, likes to break d- them arms, shatter people's arms. Yeah, that plays into this fight too, where it seems like everything that they normally do throughout these previous fights, they're able to counter each other, and which it's is done really very good. very smoothly. Like. God, the camera work too is like he'll just be spinning around above them as they're like grappling and just undoing it and just countering each other's moves. Like, Brilliant. Honestly, I, my, my favorite part of this is definitely the camera work in the fight scenes. Like it is smooth. Like there's not there's not a lot of shaky cam, and when it is shaky, it's to emphasize the impact. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's like oh man, that's really cool. There's also a moment in like the middle of the fight before they grab the box cutters that just has one of these sickest throws. It's like he somehow like wraps his leg underneath like Arian's stomach and just like flips forward and just tosses him through a man, box. God, awesome, so awesome, awesome. <laughs> yes, uh, didn't even catch that on my first view. No, neither did I. Because I was probably just like so shocked. I'm like, how is this? Like, I was. Just, I, I just remember. I, I remember getting thrown. I just don't remember him getting that well a technique. Like he he did a roll to a judo throw with his leg, and I mean, it was absolutely. I still don't know smooth. how I didn't wake up everyone in my house. <laughs> That's what. There's so many times I screamed during this movie. Like I, I'm usually never the person that just is has their hand like in their hair, but I was just freaking out. Leading into this, it had the. Out of all the brutal kills, out of all of the things that happened in this movie, there is still a don't, don't you, don't you dare. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but when this man, Ito, is getting put into a corner, he's standing next to this beam. Arian kicks Ito. Ito decides to dodge that, and he hits his shin so hard on that beam that you can, I mean, you can hear it immensely. And I cringe so bad. And if you listen closely as he walks back and kind of stumbles, he pops that back into place. I just know Marion was dying at both of us laughing because oh we both God. just like lurched forward <laughs> during watching that together. Dude, we're just I, like, oh! I took everything not to stand up. I mean, I, I couldn't stand up. My, my shins were hurting from that impact. It's the only reason I can think of is like why people cringe at that scene the hardest because I've never been stabbed. I've never had my arm broken by another man, but I've I've kicked a nightstand in the middle of the night, so I can kind of relate to that. Yeah, pain. so intensify that by like ten, and you have that. So I can I can imagine. <laughs> so I think I'm like ten percent of the way to being like Aryan level in fighting because I've I've been through that pain. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> they go in for that nice movie moment yeah, of where they hit each other at the same time. Insane box cutter fight. Yeah, and it oh shows him stab him in his next. Uh, has 
Arian gets stabbed in the neck, and then Iko, it pans around Ito's head, and it shows a box cutter through his cheek. Which he snaps off and then And just pulls it out. Oh, my gosh. And no, Arian's not dead. No, he gets stabbed in the neck, kicked to the side, Why and then doesn't Ito... He just, he, Ito just didn't want to deliver that final blow. He got him all the way to that fight. All the way there. There's... And was like, no, I'm better than this. Wait, what? <laughs> finish me. Finish me. He wanted to. He wanted him to finish him. And it was a really strong scene. So much pain. And that was a really strong scene from Ito too. I think, like when he was yelling at him through that to hold back like that. It's a little cheesy, but at the same time, if you think about how serious this moment was, it was really good. Arian at the start of that fight had a very inspirational moment with his. Like that was probably his best acted moment when he was yelling at him, talking about that little bit of dialogue that he was saying. Arian decides to pick up a gun and tries trying to finish himself and just misses every shot. Misses every (laughs) shot. And of course, Chen Wu comes in. He's like, all "You are cocky. a disappointment, Arian." Yeah, yeah. And just to prove that no one wins in this fight, ends with Ito gives plot device, uh, <laughs> gives plot device. Her, her passport, so that way she can get on the boat. And the just operator saved her. Yeah, brought her she, to a certain she area. She rides passport. away. Doesn't bother taking Ito to the hospital. But I mean, I guess because she was supposed to kill the 60s, he's clearly going to die. He gets in his car. He's probably just pondering, like, how much more blood do I have left in my body? <laughs> awesome. I, I'm starting to feel cold. Uh, and he just sees the remainder of the triad there just to finish him off. And it just ends in a pretty cool scene where he's just driving straight into them as they just, like, let loot a storm of bullets. In black screen. Boom. Music. Omega Level is proudly sponsored by Ink or Die Studios, a unique combination of a tattoo parlor and hair salon. Located at 270 North Dakota Street by Flanagan's, Ink or Die Studios employs the best artists and stylists around. Boasting a friendly atmosphere, helpful, talented, and incredibly creative staff, Ink or Die Studios is the only tattoo shop and hair salon you'll ever need. Stop in, call, or contact them through their social media accounts today to set up an appointment. Uh, that's about all today for There Will Be Analysis. Uh, thanks for watching. We always appreciate that. Uh, make sure to tune in next week around the same time when we talk about I'm Not Really Sure Yet. Yep, but we'll get there. Thanks, Jeff. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook as Omega Level Podcast. We're on Instagram as Omega underscore level underscore podcast, all lowercase. We are on Twitter as at Omega Level PCast. That's the letter P. We are on the Anchor app as Omega Level, and we are on YouTube as Omega Level Podcast. Make sure you hit them all up and, you know, don't be stupid. Like our stuff. Mm